for the concluding part of 360 degrees, the secret doorway to the next level. We're going to read our scripture again. We have, we have seen the spirituality. We have seen the sensitivity. Now we're going to sensibility. Acts 12, 1 to 16. The story in our context is a story of a people praying for a phenomenal miracle. And God granted the miracle. And the Bible says the miracle stood at the door for a long time. When they finally got through spirituality and they moved through sensitivity and they tabernacled at sensibility, the Bible says they opened the door and there was their blessing. I want to say to you that the devil is a liar. God heard your prayer. I want to say to you, just because you haven't seen the blessing, it doesn't mean the blessing is not knocking on your door. As a matter of fact, I'm still hearing knock, knock. And all God has been waiting for is for us to move from spirituality through sensitivity and arrive at sensibility. Perhaps that's why the Bible says the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of the kingdom. At least they're smart. Before I pray this morning, I want to call to your attention the fact that God opened every other door that these people couldn't open by themselves. But he did not open for them the door that they could open. And the door to letting the blessing became a door of foolishness. And foolishness, you know, is the opposite of wisdom. The blessing got through every other door until it got to the door of foolishness. And there is foolishness in the house of God. Because just because you're you are spiritual enough to pray for your miracle doesn't mean you're sensible. And just because you are sensitive enough to know that God is able to do it does not mean you're smart enough to let the blessing in. It sounds very simple, but as we go into the Word of God, may we see ourselves in the Word of God. May we come into the place of sensibility so that what it looks like the devil can hold us back, we'll find out it is a lie. That door was the only door that posed a threat to the life of the blessing called Peter. I come to announce to you today that every door you could not open, God has opened those doors. I don't think you heard me very well. I said every door you could not open by yourself, God has opened the door. There's only one door that is remaining. The door that is under your command. The door that requires more than spirituality. The door that goes beyond sensitivity. The door that has to do with sensibility. That door was the only door that Peter got stuck at. May our blessing, after going through all the challenges of um, satanic attacks, may our blessing when it comes to the door of our life not be held back by the door of foolishness. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so Lord, this morning, what you have started to show us that this is a story of our lives, 
Father, complete this morning. Arm us with wisdom. Took us away from the place of foolishness. So that the blessing that died called James will not be repeated in the blessing that is current called Peter. So that we may go to another level in Christ. So that our testimony will overtake the pain of what we lost. We well, thank you Lord for what you're about to do. Help me, O oh God, to disseminate this wisdom that we may not continue to be bound in the place of restriction in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. You recall, um, can you put the slides up, that I said to you, we need to master three stages if we're ever going to get through the secret doorway to take us to our next level. And those are wise to be so, so listening this morning. And those that are still not interested in sensibility will continue to get distracted. I said to you, spirituality is the first one. Sensitivity is the second one. The last and very critical one is sensibility or sensibleness. And these triangular requirements are the requirements for prosperity. It's a 360 degrees requirement. The first one is only 120 degrees spirituality. The second one, sensitivity, is only another 120 degrees. The last 120 degrees sensibility is what brings it home. May the blessing that left heaven, may it arrive in our home in the name of Jesus. Today, I just want to go and rest my soul and know that I've done my job to talk to you about sensibility. Can we say it's sensibility? If you look at this story, the Bible says when Herod got James, he killed James. But there was no record that anybody was sensible enough to gather the church to pray for James. When Herod got James, they did not gather together to pray. They ran helter-skelter. And so even though you are spiritual, and that's very important, if you are not sensible enough to know what to do in the circumstances, you will lose James. It's not just knowing what to do, knowing what to do first. So they ran around telling, ah, oh, they've got James, ah, oh, Herod has got James, ah, oh, Herod. And the people were panicking, and people were gossiping, and some women were crying, and in all the pandemonium, Herod had enough time to kill James, but they learned a lesson. May we not learn the hard way. And there are some people, a James has died, and James represents something that you had, it was good, a great opportunity, but it died. You got nothing to show for it except grief. But they learned from the death of James. The next time Herod came around, he got hold of Peter. The Bible says they began to pray. It amazes me that spiritual people, and I love them very much, sometimes lack sensibility. It's the same guys. The same church. When James was caught, they were spiritual. They knew how to pray. They could throw down in the place of prayer. They could pray all manners of prayer in the spirit and the understanding. They could bind. They could lose. They could command. They could, they, 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 could, they could intercede. They could do all that stuff. But the first time around, they were spiritual, but they were not sensible. So James died. Question this morning is, should James have died? 
Hey, saints of God, I'm asking a question. Should he have died? Who was responsible? Was it the devil? I don't mean to make you mad or sad. Maybe what died, a relationship. Maybe what died, a business, didn't have to die. Maybe you were spiritual, but you were not sensible. So the spirituality did not avail anything. I will commiserate with you. I will say, Pele, I'm sorry, but that's not going to bring James back again. It is important to have 360 degrees. Let me take it a little further. And this time around, and like Satan always does, once he gets hold of James and he can destroy, he's going to come for your Peter. And notice something. Peter was the leader of the church. We're in a season now, I tell you the truth. Your life is at the critical point right now. Because if James died, the church could continue. If Peter died, the church was likely to break up. If you're not listening to me now, it means that there's nothing anybody can do with you concerning sensibility. I am telling you, this is a critical point in your life. If you miss this boat, <laughs> baby, I don't know who's going to be able to help you. Everything in creation points to the fact that this decade, 2011 to 2020, is a make or break decade. Even the scientists know that. And so this Satan came for Peter. And Peter was pivotal to the church. It was the foundation. <laughs> Jesus said, upon this rock, he was talking to Peter and about Peter also, I will build my church. And he came and got hold of him. But this time they had learned the hard way. I know somebody saying, how do you know my story? I lost, but now I have some sense. But let us go a little further. They started praying. But in their praying, they did not understand that spirituality must shift gear to sensitivity at a point in time. They were praying only one kind of prayer. The prayer of God, do it. The prayer of God, do it. God, do it. God can do it. God will do it. God, do it. God can do it. And if you go to where Christians are praying these days, you will find that that's the kind of prayer that's going on. Hey, Baba, Omashe, how do you, Chineke, Dima, they will call on the name of the Lord. And they will say God can do it. And that's very good because God can do it. And God did it. But they didn't pray the other side of prayer. That God, when you do your part, what should we do? Spirituality did not lead to sensitivity. Because a sensitive Christian does not pray one kind of prayer. He's sensitive to the Holy Spirit saying, now what should I pray about? The Bible says we know not how we ought to pray. And so we ask the Holy Spirit to pray for us. With groans and mutterings that our own tongue cannot express. There's a time to switch the kind of prayer. They did switch. So when God did what he could do, the Bible says the angel came in. The man was even sleeping. Look at how powerful God is. A blessing that you're supposed to take that was sleeping. God woke the blessing. God tapped the blessing. God said, put on your clothes. Put on your shoes. And the, the chains fell down. The guards fell asleep. The gate 
opened. The, 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 the guardhouses were, they were snoring. When they got to the gate that leads to the city, it even opened to the blessing of its own accord. Somebody help me say, God is mighty. God did everything God could do. And God brought the blessing, DHL style, to the door. God delivered. And they were about to destroy the work of God. Spiritual people, not sensitive enough. Because ask me if they were sensitive enough, say, okay, God, we have prayed God can do it. God, do it. Ah, let God arise. Let God move on our behalf. They should have known that God would say, okay, now pray. The prayer of request, say, Lord, now what should we do? If they had prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit had said, you know what? There's a time for everything. It's not time to pray anymore. It's time to go and wait at the gate. But they kept praying. 120 degrees Christianity is good, though, but it's not going to get you there. 240 degrees is helpful. But baby, what we need is 360 degrees. That is a complete loop. All the way around. It's the anointing that brings a complete turnaround. Where people say, ah, God's going to turn it around. If God's going to turn it around, it's going to take God and man, and it's going to require 360 degrees. So the blessing gets to the gate, and the blessing was knocking. He knocked, 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 knocked. Christians were still being spiritual. I wonder who is at your door. I wonder how long the blessing has been at your door. Do you know that if a delivery is brought to your house and it's a special delivery, if the delivery man knocks long enough, there are some kind of delivery they will never drop at your door. It will be returned to sender. May our blessing not be returned to sender. May your husband not be returned to sender. Any blessing you are not there to receive. Trust me, God does not waste anything. He has somebody else that he's going to give it to. May somebody else not come into blessing that has my name on it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, Rhoda accidentally heard. The one that was not praying was the one that heard. And there's something about people that don't pray, but they're always looking around. They are usually foolish. Because when she heard, she saw Peter and got excited and didn't open the door. What difference does it make? Eventually, she managed to tell the prayer warriors that he's there. And they said, spiritual people said, it cannot be him. It has to be his ghost. You are praying for something. And they said the thing has arrived and you use your mouth. Before something can produce a ghost, what should have happened to the person? You didn't hear me. I said, if you can see my ghost, what does that mean that must have happened to me? You know what they did? What Herod did not succeed in doing, they were using a mouth to kill Peter. They said he must be dead. It must be his ghost. And they were praying. Eventually, by the mercy of God, they opened the door and he was there, standing. And the Bible says they were astonished. They didn't really expect to see Peter. They were expecting his ghost. Now, when Peter got there, listen to this. Verse 17. It says, but motioning to them with his hand to keep silent. Peter had learned 360 degrees. 
As they rushed out from shouting in the place of prayer, they rushed to the gate. They wanted to start shouting, but motioning to them with his hand to, to, to do what? Come on now, to do what? To keep quiet. Why would you tell people to keep quiet? It means they were going to continue in their lack of sensibility. The man that went to jail had learned the hard way. No put sans sans for my Gary, spiritual brethren. Sometimes we forget that there's a time to speak sensibility and a time to be quiet. And then he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And that was an indictment. The Lord brought me all the way here by himself. All of you together could not open one door. And then he said, go and tell James and the other brethren. And the Bible says, and he departed and went to another place. And he didn't tell them where he was going. What is the kind of person? What kind of person is it that you will not tell them where you're going? It was an indictment that they were not sensible people. If he told them, they'll probably tell the wrong person. And when Herod came looking for him in the morning to kill him, Herod will have known where he went. So even the blessing indicted them. This morning, I'm asking the question, have we moved to the place of sensibility? And sensibility is not difficult to understand. Sensibility is simple. It means knowing what to do. We can pray. We can say Holy Ghost. But do we know what to do? When the angel brought Peter out of jail, listen to me. He was following. It was when they went past the gate and into the city that the angel disappeared. The Bible says he came to himself. He suddenly realized it was true. Now, how would Peter know where to go? If you are held to be killed, your pictures are all over the place, and you suddenly find yourself free, you better know what to do about your freedom. Can I tell you something? A lot of us are asking for deliverance. After we get the deliverance, we don't know what to do with it. Peter came out of jail. He couldn't tell where to go. I perceive that Peter... Somewhere along the line, as the angel said, thank you for the chains that fell down. Thank you for giving anesthesia to the guards. Thank you for bringing me to the city. Now Herod has people all over the place. Where should I go? Sensibility is not always knowing what to do. Sometimes it is knowing who to ask. If he went to the wrong place, they were going to be waiting for him to catch him. Verse 18 and 19 talks about how Herod killed all the guards. That were, that were involved with Peter in any way. He killed all of them. He was so mad. It was a big issue. He had to know where to go. My question today is, if you now finally get the wife or the husband, do you know what to do with the blessing? If you got the job, what are you going to do with the job? If you got the money. A lot of people don't know what to do with what they're asking for. And these people that prayed for Peter, when Peter came, they didn't know what to do with him. Imagine if Peter didn't know what to do, if he was expecting them to tell him what to do. Ah! What are we, Pastor Gary? They didn't 
know what to do. But they just are praying for a blessing. When the blessing came, they didn't open the door. They were not sensible. And if the blessing had to ask them, what do you want to do with me? They don't know. Ah. Thank God, Peter, somewhere along the line, asked the right question. I said, sensibility is knowing what to do. And when you don't know what to do, to know who to ask. So that what you're asking for, after you get it, your situation changes. I have seen people ask for marriage. And after marriage, they're still unhappy. They were unhappy when they were single. They are married. They are now even more unhappy. There are people that say, if I got a job, my life will be better. I will stop owing money. After they got the job, they're owing more money. If you got the blessing, would you know what to do? That's sensibility. Knowing what to do. And when you know what to do in every situation, you will know how to make things better. Sensibility has to do with knowing what to do. When you see people who know what to do, they're usually ahead. When you know what to do means when something comes to you, you know how to make it better. You know how to keep the blessing. Or when something is bad, if you know what to do, it means you know what to do to stop things from getting worse. To arrest the deterioration to maintain the status quo until you can get help, you know what to do. Can I ask, how many of us really know what to do? The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You know what salt is? Salt is an agent that makes things better. And in some cases, things are rotting. You know what salt does? Salt arrests the rottenness process. So when the Bible says you are the salt, God is saying you ought to always know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, know who to ask. No matter what God does for anybody, if you don't know what to do about it, it's as good as nothing being done. And let me warn you about something. Life will throw you challenges. It's not always you have good news. You have to deal with bad news. And a lot of people get bad news and they make it worse by bad handling. The man that has sensibility knows how to contain the trouble. To stop it, it won't go any further. He knows how to maintain the status quo whilst he tries to rearrange all kinds of things. What to do? I'm talking about sensibility. Let me, let me, let me, let me read. First Chronicles 12, 32b, in the New Living Translation, talks about the men of Issachar. It says, all these men understood the signs of the times. And knew the best cause for Israel to take. The second sentence says, All these men of Issachar understood the times, the signs of the times. And read it, read it with me. And knew the best cause for Israel to take. In every situation, sensibility means that you have some direction. It's not enough to be spiritual. It's not enough to be sensitive. You need to have a sense of direction. These people had no sense of direction that when the blessing came, they didn't even know what to do with the blessing. They posed more trouble to the blessing than anybody else. 
They were the ones, and thank God he was sensible enough not to enter the house. He didn't even go in. You know, sometimes you need to remember that the Bible says, he that moves with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. When he got there, the length of time he spent at the gate told him that if I move with these people, they'll kill me. The Bible says he told them, go and tell James, go and tell that, and he departed to a place he did not see. But he loved them. When you meet people that are not sensible, you can love them, but you don't share everything with them. Because they can inject something, foolishness, into the mix of your life and bring you to a place of disaster. I said you should love them. You should love them, but you don't have to share everything. Peter didn't. This man understood the signs of the times and knew the best cause of action. Sensibility is knowing the best cause of action in a situation. It means knowing what best to do. I know somebody say, okay, okay, I hear you, but how do, we, how do we get to that point? I will address that in a short while. But can we first rest the argument that spirituality is not enough? Sensitivity is not enough. You need to know what to do. Let me put it this way. If you know what to do in, a, in pretty much every situation you find yourself, either that you can contain, you can make it better, or you know who to ask, you know what that confers on you? It confers on you the authority to lead. And then you become a leader. Leaders, what makes them different from everybody else, they generally know what to do. So if you have not been given a leadership position, you need to be listening to me. For instance, in a company, if you know, if you have a sense of direction concerning the business, you have an ability to direct others to work with you to produce results, yeah? It is when you have a sense of direction, you can direct others. That's why they make you a director. If you have a sense of direction, you can lead people to where you're going. You become a leader. And a lot of people don't know this. For instance, if you have a sense of direction on how to manage things, you become a manager of people who can manage themselves. Sensibility is what a lot of Christians are doing very well have, but they're not sharing with the rest of us. They pray like you pray. They are sensitive like you're sensitive. The only difference is they're a lot more sensible. In church, we don't talk about sense. As if sense is of the devil. I'll show you a few scriptures this morning. For instance, in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15, the Bible says, The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not know how to go to the city. They have no sense of direction. They don't know what to do. So, their work is tiresome. Their work does not produce a lot of results. They don't even know how to go to the city. And this is going to really shock you. Same Ecclesiastes 10 verse 3 in the Message Bible. Fools on the road have what? No sense of direction. The way they walk tells the story. There goes the fool again. The ten virgins represent sanctified people. But out of the ten, five were spiritual, they were sensitive, but they were not sensible. 
The other five had 360 degrees. That's what happened. Virgin means sanctified. The first five were sensitive and spiritual, but they were not sensible. They did not meet the bridegroom. The way they came into the chamber was obvious. It says, when you see the way a fool is walking, the fool is announcing, I am a fool, I am a fool, I am a fool. Because what happened? They didn't take enough oil. You are supposed to wait for somebody. Your lamp is supposed to be on. You didn't calculate. Sensitivity is knowing what to do. And so they went to the people who knew what to do. Say, let us share. You're knowing what to do. They say, it's too late. Go and get yours. And you know the rest of the story. There are lots of things we are qualified for, honestly, that we're not getting. It has to do with sensibility. May our taillight not be saying, there goes the fool again. I said to you that sensibility has to do with knowing the best course of action to take. Whether in a good situation or a bad situation. Knowing what best to do. The Bible says the men of Issachar, they had understanding. Understanding means that you know what to do. How can you be a manager when you cannot manage the situation? How can you be a leader when you have no sense of direction? How can you be a director when you don't have any sense of direction and so you can't even direct yourself? You see, those positions are high offices. And it is only for those that have found out that sensibility is required for higher levels of glory. It is good to be spiritual. You must be. It is good to be sensitive. You must be. But without 360 degrees, promotion is going to be tough. How can you be an instructor when you lack instruction? How? So today, I'm going to be showing you Give me Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10, King James Version. The Bible says, if the axe is dull, read with me, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength, waste more time, but wisdom. Wisdom does what? The kind of success is, is success that won't burn you out. Success I won't take till you are 65 years old. But let us see that in King James Version, KJV. If the axe is dull. When the axe is dull, sensibility means you know what to do about the dull axe. And you can instruct other people that, listen, instead of swinging as hard as you are, your hands are blistered, your shoulders are heavy, your knees are aching, just take a little time, file the edge. Which one is easier? Boom, boom, boom. Or just file the edge. It says if the iron is blunt, KJV, and he does not wet the edge, then he must put, he must put to more strength. What's the last part? But wisdom is profitable. Say, 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 say. Wisdom is profitable to direct. 
And I'm talking about having a sense of direction. Sensitivity is having a sense of direction. If I were in that prayer meeting, will you not be disappointed that pastor was there? We prayed and fasted. Peter's arrived and pastor himself did not know what to do. They were shouting at the gate. That's why he says, sir, God snuck me out. And you are shouting. What is wrong with you? Imagine if I was shouting with them until the anti-riot policeman will come and carry the person again. You will have said easily, Pastor, you disappointed us. Is that not what you have said? You should have known what to do. If the axe is done, you should have known what to do. Bible says, but wisdom is profitable direct. Somebody should have known that when he shows up, it was a clandestine escape. You can't be making noise. Somebody should have said, okay, when he comes out, where are we going to hide him? But all that was going on is chakra, blah, 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 bukale, hekeba, sukali, Okay. The blessing came. In any case, they said the blessing was a ghost. Help me tell your neighbor wisdom. Say it loud. Wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Somebody here under the sound of my voice, your situation is not bad at all. You just think so. All that you lack is direction. Sensibility is knowing what to do. There's no amount of what God wants to do for you if you are not a sensible person. You make it almost impossible for God to promote you. And sometimes Christians get promoted and they get demoted again because the, the labor of the fool wearies him. He doesn't know how to get to the city. He sets out to do something but doesn't accomplish it. He has no sense of direction. But he's spiritual. May the Lord grant us wisdom. I say, may the Lord grant us wisdom. I want you to come with me to Proverbs 8. These people we read about, they are our brethren. Very spiritual, but obviously lack wisdom. That's why James died. And that's why Peter almost got killed. I read Proverbs 8. Verses 11 to 12, and I'll skip to 15. I read. It says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Now, wisdom is speaking. It says, I, wisdom, I dwell with prudence, and I find out knowledge and discretion. Verse 15. It says, I, wisdom, by me, kings reign. If you are going to go to the next level, you have to go through the secret doorway. Wisdom is saying, it is by me an ordinary man becomes a king and reigns. And rulers by me decree justice. By me, princes rule, not be ruled. And by me, the nobles and the judges of the earth. He says, I love those who love me. And those who do what? Who seek me what? Diligently will find me. That's where the trouble is. A lot of people don't value wisdom. In fact, the Bible says the fool has little value for wisdom. 
And those who seek me diligently will find me. It says, riches and honor are with me. How many of us want riches and honor? Look no further. It, it, riches and honor is not in Abuja. It's not necessarily in the oil and gas. Riches and honor are with me, said wisdom. If you have wisdom, whatever industry you are, you will prosper. Look at the amen. You see, there is a mindset. You think prayer is what will bring riches and honor to you. Prayer will bring it to the door. Sensibility is the only thing that can bring it through the door. And if it stays too long in the door, it's going back to sender. I am not going to be a pastor of oaths. I'm not going to be a pastor of strugglers. Everybody in Grace Assembly, you are going to the next level. Everybody in Grace Assembly, as long as you remain in this church, you are going to have 360 degrees in the name of Jesus. Everybody in this church, you are going to another income bracket in the name of Jesus. I forbid that anybody will be a struggler in this church. You will not have reason to blame God. Because God is faithful. God gives us opportunities with bungle. Two Wednesdays ago, I was talking to people about mindsets. And what did the mindset is all about? God is saying to us, you think your problem is what you lack. No! The problem that you have is what you have and you don't know you have. And what you have that you are not using well. And you are wasting it. And instead of God blessing you, God is mad at you. Because all the time you are saying, if only you will give me this. If only you will give me that. God is saying, what about what I gave you? Any gathering where people blame God, blessing doesn't show up. Listen, you better find out where the real problem is and leave God out of it. To him, that is given. The Bible says, and he uses it well. He says, more will be given to that person. I'm preaching so that you make up your mind. I'm talking to you so that you don't wear me out and say it's the devil. There was no devil at that door when Peter was knocking. The only devil that was there was in people's mind and it's called foolishness. Listen, we're so blessed. It's just that we don't know it. Nobody said amen. I said we're so blessed. If we get the last 120 degrees right, let me tell you, in this church, what will happen is there's no project that I will need to announce. One person will deal with every project. I think the one person is around here. Maybe the person is around there. The answer is 360 degrees. Sensibility, knowing what to do. The next opportunity that is coming, and it's coming this week. You are going to know what to do in the name of Jesus. And now because you have the barrier breaking anointing. And you have sensitivity. Now I can say something is about to happen. I need to close. Let me finish reading my text. Verse 18 says. Proverbs 8. It says, riches and honor are with me. Look at the next line. Read that. Hold it. What did it say? Say it again. What does that tell you? It first says, riches and honor are with me. 
That's for people who are hasty. They won't read the other part. He says, enduring riches. Some people you are envying, they may have riches, but they may not have enduring riches. May our blessings last a lifetime. And we pass it to our children. And our children will pass it to our grandchildren. Continually in the name of the Lord Jesus. Riches and honor with me. Enduring riches and what? Righteousness. You see, a lot of people think having sex, being smart, and having sensibility means you cannot be righteous. Wisdom says, endure riches and righteousness are with me. Could that possibly mean that a Christian who lacks wisdom cannot have enough righteousness? Do you know when life is hard enough for you, you will sin. Hello? What does the psalmist say? Don't make me hungry so I won't steal. Do you know when things start toughening up? Come on now, we are acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. You tell a little white lie. Come on now. I said, come on now. You cannot really be righteous all the time if some things are not in place. Ah, May the Lord forbid poverty in our lives. When your landlord comes to harass you, you will tell a story. And that story is not exactly true. But if you live in your own house, I said, if you live in your own house, all right, you will live in your own house. Glory to God. All right, let me close. Verse 19 says, My fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. Listen, verse 20. I traverse the way of righteousness. In the midst of the paths of justice, says wisdom. That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. That I may what? Feel their treasures. Verse 22. He says, even the Lord possessed me in the beginning of what? His way. If there was a beginning, which we don't know there is, wisdom is saying, the Lord possessed me in the beginning. Who are you then to turn your nose up at sensibility? Who are you? Before the, his works of old, the Lord possessed me. I have been established. Somebody say established. I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning before there was ever an earth. So who is that person still turning up their nose at wisdom? Who is that person that thinks that spirituality will substitute for knowledge and understanding? Isn't that the reason the Bible says in all you're getting, get wisdom, get understanding. Buy wisdom, do not sell it. In Proverbs by 3, the Bible says, By wisdom the Lord established the earth. By knowledge, he put it in place. By, by wisdom, he formed the earth. By knowledge, he established it. By understanding, he filled all the rooms with beautiful things. Even if it's marriage, let me tell you, you need to know what to do, that sensibility. In every situation, 
You should grow yourself in the place of wisdom to the point that you know what to do. And if I don't know what to do, I know how not to make it any worse. There are lots of us, we are the ones that make things worse. A little argument becomes a separation. Lack of wisdom. Don't talk anyhow. And sometimes just talking to the wrong person. Peter said, shh. That's what you say to fools. Go and tell this person. And he went away. If Peter didn't have wisdom, that problem will have escalated. I know somebody here, when you get home, you're going to review some decisions you've taken by the reason of wisdom. Now, how do we get wisdom? Our text says, Proverbs 8.13, it says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Can you see it? Proverbs 8. I love those who love me, which means I hate those who don't have time for me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. How do you get wisdom? How do you get 120 degrees sensibility? is you must search for it. Wednesday is a good place to come and get wisdom. But lots of people don't come. But you are watching African magic. Murasi. It says, when you search for me diligently, you will find me. He says, riches and honor are with me. He's trying to get you to get excited and begin to look for me. He said, listen, baby, let me tell you, it's not your boss. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness. Searching for a boyfriend. Search for wisdom first. When you get a boyfriend, what will you do with the boyfriend? When you meet your mother-in-law, what are you going to do? By searching, by prayer. James said, if any man lacks wisdom, James chapter 1, let him ask God. Who gives liberally, liberally, so that he will not give you a little, he will give you a lot of it. Ask him and ask him because you know the value of wisdom. When it comes to asking for wisdom, people don't ask for wisdom the way they ask for children. They will cry for children. Oh, Father, you die. If I don't get Pekino, see my... Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Lord, give me wisdom. Amen. When you have the child, what wisdom will you use to raise the child? A prince. There are 14 children that are not equal to one child. Or Morere. Just have children. Just consuming space and resources. No prince out of all of them. It's better to have one child that you nurse with wisdom. Put your hand on your head and say, Lord, give me wisdom. The opposite of wisdom is foolishness. Say, Lord, reject every foolishness and fill my heart, my mind with wisdom. You get wisdom by study. You study wise people. You study them. Listen, I'm mad at some people in this church. They are so wise. If you, if you see the way they run their business, they are so intelligent. They are in this church. Maybe the person sitting next to you. The person has not told you the truth. It is just, it's not just spirituality. It's not just sensitivity. One one is sensibility. 
When you see their car, it's speaking sensibility. When it's time for summer holiday, you know that sensibility you own Shelley. And they come to church. They will just wear Buba and Shokoto like everybody and sit. You two, you think you are your mate because you are both praying in tongues. Tell your neighbor, tell me the truth. Tell your neighbor, tell me the truth. Say, I know you, I know you, I know you. I know you. Look at your eye. I know you. I know you. I say, ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor. Say, you, you go beat me. I said, tell me, wait till you know. What was that? You study wisdom. You study wise people. And then from your experiences learn. If James die, baby cry. But in all your crying, extract. Extract what? The lesson. A lot of people, James died, and all you brought out of it is grief. You haven't learned anything yet. At least they learned, they pray the next time. That way, you know what? I can bury James and say, well, James, I'm sad you're gone, but at least something came out of it. May something not die in vain. If it has to die, Lord, let me learn something. And then by association. Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, He that walks with the wise man shall become wise. Aha, it's up there. Look at it. He that walks, come on now, with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Give me the message translation. Let somebody learn something today. Sensibility. Let's read. Becoming, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. If your life is falling to pieces, check the people you are hanging with. Let me tell you what wisdom is. Wisdom is like a disease. It is infectious. He that walks with wise men will become wise. And he that was wise and is always walking with fools will join them. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. I need to go. I'm going to ask you to stand. I need you to bow your heads in prayer and say to God, I need wisdom. I realize I need wisdom. What if I got the degree? I need wisdom to know what to do with it. What if something went wrong? I need wisdom to know what to do about what went wrong. Wisdom is about knowing what to do. God always knows what to do and he made us in his image and after his likeness. Yes, sometimes we will ask him, Lord, what should I do? But sometimes we know what to do. We ought to know what to do. And we pray, say, make me like the men of Issachar. They knew the right course of action, the best course of action. They always knew what Israel ought to do. Pray about the next opportunity that is coming up. 
Lord, help me to recognize it. Help me to open the door for the blessing to come in. Help me to know how to handle it. Pray about your children. I need wisdom. That child is not bad to know how to make the most of what time is left whilst this child remains at home with me. The Bible says riches and honor there with wisdom. If you are struggling, ah, you need to put your hand on your head and say, wisdom, be my friend. So that I can partake of riches and honor, enduring riches. Oh! Wisdom. Let me breathe wisdom. Let me eat wisdom. Let me attain wisdom. Let me know wisdom. Let me speak wisdom. The Bible says even God, before anything was made, he embraced wisdom. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. Wisdom, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth and by understanding he established the heavens. Wisdom. Oh, fill my heart with the wisdom of God. Concerning Daniel, the king Nebuchadnezzar said, we hear that you have the wisdom of the gods. Somebody pray, say, Lord, bless me with wisdom that I will look like a god to some people. Always knowing what to do, always knowing how to do it, how to manage so I become a manager, how to lead so I become a leader, how to direct so I become a director. Wisdom. To make the most of what I have. Father, we thank you. We bless you. As we embrace wisdom, particularly on a communion service like this, we ask that you grant us liberally. Grant us in full measure the wisdom that is commensurate to our age. The wisdom commensurate to the transition we're going through. The wisdom that will take us to the place of our desires. The wisdom that will make us look like a God amongst our mates. The wisdom of God. The wisdom by which we will excel. The wisdom by which our casualties will be minimized. The wisdom by which we will win every battle we go into. The wisdom by which we will recover all that we have lost. Grant us, Jehovah God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.